Voting day in our country polls open until 7.30 p.m. tonight in Alberta. And uh, people finding things going very, very well uh, in terms of casting a ballot. Got a couple reports from Sherwood Park out east of Edmonton. Just voted in Sherwood Park. I was the only voter in the building. Byron says, I just voted east of Sherwood Park. There was no lineup. And there was a security guard, which is kind of interesting. We've never seen that before. Um, but it sort of speaks to the kind of campaign that we have seen. And you know what? Let's be honest. The state of politics in general. Uh, it's a spillover from the United States is what it is. Um, but you throw in the pandemic on top of it and several different causes to rally around, be it anti-mask or uh, anti-vax or anti-vax mandates, whatever the case may be. There's plenty of things that people are angry about and upset about in this country. Um, so you throw an election into the middle of that, and we saw some of the protests and some of the actions taken um, certainly ramp up in this campaign. There's no denying it. RCMP, in fact, who you know provide protection to the leaders of the parties, uh, say they saw many more incidents during this campaign. They won't give you an exact number. Um, but they have seen an increase in numbers in spite of a shorter election period than they saw in 2019. That's from an RCMP corporal charged with this. They've also witnessed a rise in incidents that go beyond the typical uptick that's seen leading up to and during a federal election. So there's there's no doubt the data backs it up, and you've seen it anecdotally as well, that this was a really angry and bitter campaign in a lot of ways. There's no doubt. So... Um, We're going to talk a bit more about that with Peter Smith, who is a researcher and journalist at the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. Peter, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, for people who've watched a lot of campaigns over the years, there's there's no question that um, protesting is part of a campaign. It always is, always has been, and sometimes it can get heated. But it seems like this campaign in particular, the temperature was higher for longer, stayed there, and we saw more incidents that clearly crossed the line. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think we came into it seeing a lot of mobilization already on the streets of protest movements, you know, around pandemic response, uh, you know, COVID conspiracies related to the to the vaccine. Um, so, yeah, coming into this election, you know, we were already seeing these these things taking place. And yeah, it only amped up the kind of reason for people to be out there. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Um. When we're talking about incidents, do you, do you have a bit of a breakdown? I mean, are we talking about, of course, everybody talks about the rock throwing and the egg at Maxime Bernier and things like that. But, you know, I mean, just generally, I saw a lot of people talking about destroyed signs, vandalized signs. Those kinds of things seem to be happening you know, with alarming regularity in this campaign. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't have any, any hard data on that. But just anecdotally, you know, there has been both the uh, targeting of science and then the, the applauding of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're seeing, I think, really is a conspiracy movement that is striking at the legitimacy of these elections. So, yeah, protesting outside of campaign stops, um, outside of polls, like these these things aren't aren't new. But yeah, what what the the new flavor for this election is that you know, kind of, no matter the result, um, there's there's already being challenges made to 
you know, how accurate these are, right. if there was some... Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, we hear that all the time. Even long before we, we got to the election, there's all kinds of discussion about whether it will be a free and fair election. But, I mean, that's the conspiracy theory part of it, right? I mean, that's yeah. sort of that, that, that one little spectrum, that community that will... I mean, they're just adhering to that, even though there's no evidence of it. Well, it was like we saw in the state, sure. you know, before the results even have come in, those accusations are flying. So... You know, if things don't reach the threshold that they're looking for, um, they don't get the result that they want, there's already something in place to fall back on. Exactly. Yeah, no no doubt. It's sort of a built-in excuse. Um, When we talk about the way things played out for candidates, I was really surprised by the number of candidates or or their supporters who are out door-knocking for them or whatever the case may be that actually met with physical assault. Uh, You know, we saw people... There's a line, and I think people will argue and debate and discuss and protest and all the rest of it, and people are okay with that, but we saw some lines crossed that really shows there's a lot of angry people out there. Mm, well, I mean, think about it. It is, it is very hard to reach these political figures. Um, you know, the easiest people that can have anger directed towards them are, are the boots on the ground, yeah. or just, just citizens themselves. Like, we've seen over the past two years you know, a real steep ramp up of, uh, of hate incidents, both reported to the police and, and not reported to the police. Like the effects of, like what we're seeing in this election are just, is just the continuation of the effects of the things that have been going on for the past couple of years. And even then, you know, began years before that as well. When we take a look at the way the parties have handled it, I mean, of course, they play a role in this. You can either stoke it or you can speak out against it. How do you think the parties have handled it? Uh, well, like, I'm certainly no political strategist. I do worry about, um, sometimes it seemed like they were attempting to score points yep. with, the, with the antagonism um, or attempting to downplay what was going on. You know, their, their reasons for being out on the streets may not be, be rooted in reality, but the anger and the, the disenfranchisement uh, is very real and yeah, could, could result in some serious consequences for you know, not just politicians who are often, you know, on, on social media, especially where this anger is directed at. But, yeah, the people who support them on the ground, who are the most vulnerable. Yeah, yeah the ones who are out on the front lines. Yeah. Uh, good discussion. Thanks very much, Peter. I appreciate your time today. No, always happy to be here. Thanks very much. That's Peter Smith, who is a researcher and journalist at the Canadian Anti-Hate Network.